Hello and welcome back to the Two Up Top podcast. And I know what you're thinking, and it is great to be back as well. Uh, big thanks to Dan Neal for filling in last week. Um, I'm sure, I, I think he did a good job, so I'm sure we'll see him back on the pod in the near future. Uh, in this week's episode, which is episode 21, we'll be discussing the major talking point from this week, which is the uh, the sacking of Jose Mourinho. So we might as well just get straight into it. And for me, it was always a matter of when, not if. I think it's probably the same for everyone. And he, my main thing is that he dug himself a hole. Right, so it was terrible for weeks. The press conferences, you know, it's just a bad attitude, digging out the players. I don't understand why he's done that. And then in what could be the pivotal game and what turned out to be the pivotal game, playing against Liverpool, he didn't even play Paul Pogba. And I think he's just being stubborn. You know, he's like, well, I don't like his attitude. I'm not going to play him. Which is, I guess, fair enough because he's gone and, you know, he can he can live by that now and say, you know, I, I stuck by my values or whatever. But he's, if he really wanted to keep that job, he would have played Paul Pogba because if he puts his best players on the pitch and then they don't perform, he can say, well, you know, what more can I have yeah. done? This is all purely speculation, what I'm about to say, but you've just said if he wanted the job and there's all this free season syndrome with Mourinho. Mm. He's lost his job or he's left before during the third season in all of his jobs, bar Porto. Mm. Did he want the job? Uh, well, I mean, he definitely wasn't going to quit. I'd probably There's a, there's a, probably a point, half maybe... Most of the season so far, he's probably thinking, you know, I want to turn this around for the sake of my career. But maybe there's a little part, I highly doubt it, but there could be a part of him thinking, you know, if I do get sacked now, I would just be the end of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he never goes back to work in England again. Because oh, I, think, I don't probably, think he will. He's probably sick of the media and all that kind of, you know. You know. I mean, this. I think when he was at Chelsea the first time, he had, he had that younger, he was younger, he was fresher and he had more of a will to to prove himself. And he obviously mm. won titles there, later came back to Chelsea and won titles there again. And I feel like this time around, I feel like he was constantly living off what he had already done. Mm. Like there was that press conference when um, he was like free, free, free. He was like three times, that's how many times I've won the Premier League. And it's like, yeah. That's great, but that was years ago. Like yeah. the money you've had at Man U, the the players that yeah, they weren't great when they were already there, but the players he's bought in have been I mean, he's bought in a, a World Cup winner, he's got youngsters in Martial, etc. And mm. he should have done better. And I think if you had to give him like a rating out of ten for how you thought his Man U career went, what would you say? I mean, it's tarnished by this season. Last season, they finished second and they won... Was it last season they won the Europa League? Uh, no, it was the season before that. They had a poor won, Champions League. Oh, yeah. Two trophies. And he finished second last season. And it's this one, you know, that's really tarnished his reputation. That to be where they are now, to be, you know, almost on the same points as like Watford and, and Bournemouth and all that. And a zero goal difference. I would say... I mean, it's, it's a, the problem is it's not just like he was guaranteed to do well because it's such a tough job for anyone. Mm. But with his reputation and that, I'm going to say six and a half. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Mm. I think although last season he finished second, he was 
so so far behind City's quality anyway. But everyone was, like, yeah. you know, at well, least he was ahead of the rest they, of the. Pack. They didn't. They they underperformed in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They lost in the FA Cup final to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, a Chelsea side that had already given up as well, mm. knowing that Conte wasn't going to be there and all this, I felt like they had already given up and Man you really should have won it. Um, but they didn't win anything last season. And once again, like in the recent interview, somebody um, before the Liverpool Man U game, somebody asked Mourinho about what he thinks, is this the best Liverpool side he's ever faced? Mm. And then he brought up again the fact that Klopp hadn't won anything or the Liverpool side hadn't won anything. And once again, I always feel like Mourinho lives off his legacy and what he's done in previous managerial mm-hmm. at, at different clubs. And I felt like this this time around, I thought Mourinho was the wrong pick. And he's... I'm personally bored of him. Yeah. I really am. And I think United fans, they didn't like him before he was at Man U. They had to like him because he was manager, and I'm not. I'm not surprised to see a lot of United fans turning their back on Mourinho. But as they should also be turning their back on the board, in my opinion. They've they've performed shockingly, right? So they've employed him in the first place, so they know what he's like. They've, they've, mm. I've said this time time again. They know what he's like. They've, you know, what you're getting with Mourinho, <laughs> and now you know they're cutting ties because they're not happy. You know, it's been three years, but they gave him a new contract in January. Yeah, that's you know? that's what. I don't I feel like it. he earned it. He didn't. And, you know, now they've made themselves have to pay more to get rid of him. Or, you know, why did he need a new contract? Why couldn't he just, he wasn't running out, was he? He was no. just, they just gave him, oh, we'll give him more money, he's doing all right. And also, not related to Mourinho, but they've given Smaller new contracts. They want to give Lingard that new contract. These are like players that aren't really good enough for Man United. Smalling is dead weight. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why are they getting rewarded with new contracts? Like, well, I can only always come back to Liverpool. Gomez gets a new contract because he's playing well. Mane, Salah, Firmino, mm-hmm. you know? Don't just give it to anyone you know, just because he's running down. Maybe it's because they want to sell him on for more money. Well, my, but... my, my brother said it. Uh, obviously, once again, this is all speculation, but my brother said that maybe Mourinho knew he was out of the job and he wanted to leave Manu yeah. with a little leaving present. So he yeah. <laughs> put small in. I think his contract runs out in 21, 22. Yeah. So, I mean... Obviously, Maybe he'll still leave though, and they just get money from now instead of leaving for free. But yeah. I've seen De Gea apparently is looking to sign a new one-year deal as well. I think no, I think they've triggered the one-year cause. Cool. His, yeah. yeah, but I don't think he's got any say in that. Is he? I think they but be interesting. All these players, like obviously, we've discussed Mourinho, um, but something which came, I mean, it was announced last night accidentally, but it's been confirmed today that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Molde almost loaning him to United, mm. uh, which I find a bit odd. But at the same time, man, you won't cross paths with Molde, will they? Yeah. Um, but what do you think about Solskjaer being the new appointment? Obviously, it's temp. Um, but what do you think about that? Well, I mean, any caretaker manager, like, he can't do any wrong, really. Like, are they going to sack a caretaker manager? You know, is he... Can he really do poorly? Because he, he can just say, well, I've had, you know, picked up the poor pieces. Like, it's only going to get better because, you know, the new manager thing and all that. But it's, I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of time. I know they're not doing well in the season, but you could, I know there's no good managers out there really, but you could look at, so he's never going to come Man, Man United manager permanently. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. He's just going to be caretaker manager. If they've got Long on Blanc, who was also linked with it, 
for any reason, he could have done well and maybe could have taken it. It doesn't have to be a Pochettino as a Dan. It could be Laurent Blanc, you know, anyone who takes the job and does well. There's just no progression there. It's, 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 it's Solskjaer to the end of the season and then they'll get someone who's available. I just I think it's a bit of a waste of time. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I feel like I think we discussed this beforehand and said that Man U were pretty much writing off their season. Yeah. Because what I've also just thought of, is Solskjaer going to get a say in the um, the signings in January? You shouldn't, and he probably got, wouldn't. There's no reason why he should. Um, so surely Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been bought in just to steady the ship. Kind of, I think, maybe bought in. He's an old face. He's got... He's 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 a legend at Man U, isn't he? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so he's been bought in, steady the ship, in, improve chemistry, improve the dressing room, um, and I think that's what he's been bought in to do. And I think will Man U make signings? They've got to. Surely they've got to make signings in January. Who would sign for them now, though? I, I if I was looking at a player, you know, would you? you si- yeah, sorry. Well. If you're, they're looking at players who are quality, obviously, because you know that's what they've got to be looking for. Yeah, players who are probably playing in the Champions League. If that's the case, why would you move now? I really don't think they're going to be picking any good players out from this window. And also, a lot of players when they do move, I don't know. It's quite a cliche line, but they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm really excited to be playing yeah. under this manager." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you sign for a club not knowing who's the who the manager will be in nah. six months' time? They haven't got a chance, really. And the fact that Man you haven't announced anyone and they the ex- expectations they won't announce anybody until uh, the, before the new season, does that mean they're going in for somebody who's in a job already, do you think? Yeah, because there's not that many out there who aren't in a job really, is there? As I said, I said Laurent Blanc, but chances are they're not going to. They're, they're looking at Zidane or Pochettino or, you know, the Conte's out there not in a job, but maybe he doesn't want it, you know? Well, being, I mean, they, you know how players often don't play for the same, like, the top teams in England? Yeah. Like, you don't get them playing for Chelsea and Man U and stuff. Mm. I think managers should be the same. And I think managers generally well, are the same. Mourinho apart from Mourinho. Mm. But I feel like, I feel like these top teams, they should be bringing in managers who have a point to prove. He kind is of it, does, though, doesn't he? Because Chelsea sacked him, so I guess he could. He goes kind of. No, is it like a point to prove? As in, like almost untested in mm. in that league, because they'll come with a new, like new philosophies, new ways of looking at things. New, a lot of managers nowadays, and this is credits to the Guardiola's, the Klopp's. And I, I know I, I like to bash Klopp, but Klopp's really good at this. He. There's a new breed of managers, which we've mentioned before on the podcast about the new generation managers, and they're all arm around the players, sort mm. of more having more of a relationship with them and stuff. And I've seen it at Southampton after just one game with Ralph Hasenhutl. But it's this new breed of managers who are coming in and they're having more, I don't know, more of a personal interaction with their players. And I mean, you look at how well. Liverpool, Man City are doing, and it must be working. Yeah. And I think, I think, man, you need to get a manager like that. I think it's a new breed of managers coming in through. Pochettino is the same, mm. and these, and I think we did mention it. These old, old breed of managers, they're dying out. Mm. They've not oh. adapted to the new, the new game. Because it's changed massively. 
and I just don't know where, how far they go with it because we the name that always pops up when we talk about Young is, is Eddie Howe. Um, the, the talk is that if they if Tottenham lose Pochettino, that he'd go to Tottenham, and I think that would be a better step than going straight to Man United. Yeah. Because the same with Pochettino, really. Like, and I've spoken to some Tottenham fans. It's like he's he's forty years old or some you know around that. Why why has he got rushed going to Man United? I mean, like he he I don't know if he'd want to leave Spurs having achieved nothing because it. Okay, you can say yeah, he's gone to Man United. It's like a stepping stone, but he's kind of drawn a line under it. Been there for four years or so with achieving, you know, nothing, and it's like he's what was what was the point really? I it's think almost he, like a sideways move. Yeah, like it definitely is, but they got more money and you know bigger fans and ambition and that. But you know, I just don't think the chances are they're probably not going to win anything. I said that about Spurs. I don't think they're very near to winning. You know, definitely not the Premier League. Um, not Champions League. Yeah. No, so if they want to, you know, if he just wants to win the FA Cup, break that little hoodoo and then move on. Um, but I said he's young, and so is Eddie Howe. Like, there's no rush for them, you know. And Eddie Howe's already, he's already moved to a bigger club, and for it to absolutely fail, yeah, obviously moved to Burnley a while back, and was pretty poor, and ended up back at Bournemouth. So, and like you've just said, they're both young managers. There's no reason to rush it. Like you've got. Some managers who are like Roy Hodgson's in his seventies. Yeah. So if you're thinking I could manage that long, that's yeah. thirty years they've still got to go. Yeah. I mean, Wenger was there for what twenty plus years. Yeah. These days, managers stay in maximum like five years, don't they? Really? Cause yeah. I think they're like players. I think the whole loyalty thing. I don't know if it's about loyalty. I think it's just about they kind of want to experience as much as they can. You know, what I mean, they want to go. On, oh, I want to say that I played here, I managed here, and lived in all these different places. Mm. I mean, so I, I don't think any. And Klopp said it himself. I don't think he he wouldn't be at Liverpool for the same time Arsene Wenger was, and I just don't think any other manager would. They want to keep changing, so maybe that's why Pochettino could be a good shout. Yeah, it'd be interesting though. Um, yeah. The question is, Man, you will have to pay a lot of money. I think what I've heard... 14 million, I think. Yeah, I think I've heard it's... it's, Do you say 14 or 40? 14. Oh, I heard 40. Maybe we we heard the same thing, but heard it wrong. Yeah, well, whether it's 14 million or 40 million, I I saw some people complaining that it was a lot of money, which technically is true, but you also pay the big money for players. Mm. So why would you not pay big money for a manager? The manager, although the players do what is on the pitch... Managers have a huge impact. And I think what a lot of people tend to forget about is the fact that managers are meant to be coaches as well. Mm. They're meant to coach their players. And that's why, and that's what I've said again about the old generation of managers compared to the new generation is the new generation are coaches again. Whereas the old ones, like the Mourinho's, potentially the Wengers as well, mm. they will more stand back like sort of watching training they weren't getting involved taking part I don't know if every manager is like that definitely like Eddie Howe and Pochettino I imagine I think I've seen proof of that but like mm. I was sorry to come back to Liverpool but it's what I know most about yeah, so yeah. Klopp, Klopp stands and, and, and watches you know because he trusts his coaches that he's hired to do a good job you know he's got Pep Linders there to do his job and then he's got you know uh, Peter Kravitz and, and all that they've got pl- managers they've got associates with them for a reason to help them out but yeah you're right I mean can you you know I think I can't remember my top of my head but I remember someone saying uh, an ex-player saying about a manager that he was just never ever involved in in uh, I wish I had the anecdote with me to back it up but 
there's definitely managers out there who just just let it happen and you know you, i think the, the you're right to say the modern approach is hands-on because to really show what the players what they want and you can see you know clips of guardiola pulling sterling around you know telling him what he wants from how to, how to take the ball and that probably comes from the fact that guardiola is quite a good player himself so that helps you know they yeah. you know, like Mourinho and wenger they didn't have great playing careers did they true Mourinho was a translator wasn't he right, maybe there's a bit of that yeah but um, obviously we've discussed um, Mourinho and do you think his career's done? Yeah, I just don't know where he goes from here. Um, his career's not done because he's young for a manager, isn't he? He's not, what is he, 50? Is he 50? Well, he's got, in, in, I talk in decades. He's, 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 aged, he's aged a lot since <laughs> he's know. been at United. Yeah. Um, I thought to myself, maybe he'd take like the Portugal manager's job to like chill out, but I think that's, you know, you got Ronaldo, but other than that, it's not much, you haven't got much chance of success, really. Um, oh, just, the Euros, not long yeah, ago. I know, but beyond that, you know, they're losing Ronaldo. What more do they have, really? Yeah. I just, where, where, where could he go? Syria? Would, would he, would he done take Syria, hasn't he? But maybe would he be PSG? He's done, but he's done Premier League twice, and there's no reason why he want to try it again with a different team. Would he um, go to PSG? I think he probably would. But if he struggled with he struggled with the egos of Pogba, would he struggle with the egos of Neymar and Mbappe and all that? Um, right. Another doubt is is Bayern Munich. You know, if if things don't work out with Nico Kovac, would he go to Bayern Munich? That's a pretty safe job to take, isn't it? Really, like yeah, and he's he, never been Germany, has he? Exactly. So you know, and to to win a Champions League with them would because as it's the same as PSG, you have to win Premier uh, Champions Leagues to be successful with those clubs, yeah. don't you? Because their leagues aren't strong enough, you know. Mm. Um, so he could, and he did it with Inter Milan in a year where they weren't really favourites at all to win the Champions League. He won it with them. So, yeah, I think he just wants to get out of England. He'd probably take a long break, I'd imagine. You think really so? I don't think he'll be ever in England again. Where would he go? Who would take him now? And yeah. where would he want to go now? But He's done, I think. I saw, I saw a quote from Ike Casillas, which I'm sure yeah, yeah. you've seen. But just for anybody who hasn't seen it, Casillas said that. When he uh, at the moment in port at Porto, mm. he's been told that his career is coming to an end, and the newspapers are saying he's he's passed it, etc. And he said, "I agree." And I think he was told the same thing at Real Madrid by Jose Mourinho. Mm. Um, and he said, surrounding all this news about Mourinho's time coming to an end, he said, um, "I I I've been told players get told when their time's coming to end, but when do we?" get to tell managers or when do the press decide managers' careers are coming to the end. And I think the implication <laughs> sorry, the implication is that um he believes Mourinho's career has come to an end. Yeah. yeah. Do you think when when do managers is there an age to manage? They usually just retire, don't they? Because you know, even Pellegrini, you thought he'd gone off to China. That was it. Get a nice bit of money. But he's gone back to, you know, yeah, West Ham. Opportunities come up and they think, yeah, why not I take that on? So Management is—it's always there for you. Um, I'm sure he's got enough money in his life to be able to chill out for a bit, and you know, even if do a bit of punditry in Portugal or whatever he wants to do. You know, like 23 million payoff as well. Yeah, exactly. So. He'll have a great Christmas. Yeah, it'll be—it'll be fine. And I think he probably needs the time. But in terms of the style of play we were talking about, he's never going to change. So any team that takes him needs knows what he's going to be like, and you know, it's kind of a risk. Um, I just I wonder if he'd take a lesser team now and try and bring them up rather than taking a big boy. Like, would he take uh, let's you know, take going back to Germany, would he take a, a Schalke, you know, to try and you know, something like that? Would he go to 
uh, like a team like Everton or like Monaco, you know, who aren't the big dogs. Yeah, see, that's something that I've seen. And I've seen people when they talk about, when people bring up Guardiola and say, is he potentially one of the best managers of our era? Yeah, yeah. People say he managed Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Man City. Why don't why doesn't he manage a smaller team and try and do it with them? Mm-hmm. And on one hand, I get that. I get like uh, technically he's been given squads mm-hmm. and he's just made them better. But if you're one of the best managers in the world, why would you go lower? Yeah. No, like no, if no. you have the chance to get the best players, the best money, the best fans, kind of thing, you're just going to go for that, aren't you? And I personally, I don't see Mourinho dropping down. No. Because I. Do. Go on. I don't know. I just, I just don't see him dropping down. I feel like he's, his ego first of all couldn't take it. He needs yeah. to be at a club where he will feel like he will win most games, and he's the big dog. I just, I just feel like he needs to fall in love with football a bit again. He just seemed miserable at Man United. Maybe going so to a club miserable. like I don't know, maybe go back to Porto, you know, or something, mm-hmm. just another little job, or just to get back into it, and then you know, do what Pellegrini did, go away and then come back again. You know, doesn't need. Would he go to China? Like could do or MLS, you know, never know. Like you just go somewhere just to live and enjoy the life while doing what he likes doing. But that's what you said about Guardiola. That's my thing about Zidane. Like everyone, every, loads of people say, "Yeah, get Zidane. He's won three Champions Leagues in a row." And before I say anything, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I'm just saying I don't know whether he's good or bad because he had he had the best team in the world, the best players in the world. It's a risk for Man United to go for him because. Is he any good? I have no idea. And again, I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but they should just be aware of the fact that. He's done what he's done at Real Madrid, but what's he going to be like at Man United with the, the weather and you know everything? Yeah, everything I said this now. yesterday. I said on our little family chat. I said he's almost unproven, which seems ridiculous with the fact that he mm. won three Champions Leagues and it was it in a row. Yeah, but that's that's incredible. It never t- t- winning twice in a row had never been done before. Mm. So that is incredible. But he didn't. I don't think he won. I think he won the league once in those three seasons. Yeah. And that's that's the side you have. Real Madrid should be winning the league and the Champions League. It shouldn't just be the Champions League because yeah. they never did great in the Premier in the La Liga. And that's more great reflection of how good you are, isn't it? Playing thirty-eight games rather than playing what is it? You play yeah. in the Champions League like eight, ten. You know what's that? What shows how much better you are? You know, playing like a quarter of the games. You know, the, oh, the mean, league. The league's more telling than the Champions League, isn't it? Because. This is um, kind of brings on to the whole other like thing, but the style of play. You know, Liverpool. Everyone said last season were made for the Champions League because it was all about attack and scoring goals. Because in Champions League, you have to score, otherwise, you know, yeah, you know, you're out. You know, Premier League, you could, you could go for a draw if you wanted to. Next game, you know, you change it around. Um, Real Madrid were built for that, and in the league again, you know, when you're playing like Levante away or whatever, you know, it's, they'll put it, make it tough for you, and can they break them down? That's the problem that Liverpool had last season. It's actually a problem that I wanted to talk about it before, but Wolves have got that now. I know they're much lesser team, but they're they're, they're drawing against Arsenal, City. They beat Chelsea. They drew against Man United, um, but they're losing to teams. You know, they're doing it right now, but they had lost to teams in and around them. It's because they play attacking football, mm. and it's the same thing. You know, that Liverpool had. It's it's like if you're t- playing a team who are attacking you, you can counter that attack. If you're playing a defensive team, it's hard to break them down. You know, and that's that's how that works. So, it's also in 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 the Premier League. I feel like teams teams need to take chances. It's great. I mean, it's great having a load of chances, but it all comes yeah. down to 
whether you take something like teams like Brighton, um, sometimes Huddersfield as well, West Ham, these sort of teams, they may not splatter the board with all these shots on targets or off target, mm. but they will take their chances when they have them. Mm. I mean, that's what cost Wolves in that little spell where they were a bit off form. And I think it's costing Bournemouth at the moment because mm. Bournemouth is sitting on six defeats out of seven. And yeah. those sort of teams, they may get a load of chances. Like, like Wolves and Bournemouth may have a load of chances, but their conversion rate, I don't think, is as good as it should be. Yeah, and that's where teams like Brighton pick up the points because they may they may only have three shots, <laughs> but someone like Glenn Murray only needs one to put away, and that's yeah. the thing with the Premier League, and that's what Wolves will learn the longer they they are in the Prem is yeah. their conversion rate will increase and it will improve. So those three teams you mentioned, they kind of represent like different successes in the league so far. Like, so you've got one team in Wolves who are doing quite well against the bigger teams. You've got Bournemouth who are pretty, doing pretty poor against the bigger teams. You know, I think they've lost at home to Arsenal, Man United and Liverpool in the space of like three weeks. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't, you, you know, you can forgive that. But then you've got Brighton who occasionally they get, they beat Man United at home, didn't they? And yeah. they might, they might get some results. You know, they almost drew against Chelsea, yeah. but they also beat the teams in and around them. Whereas, you know, Wolves struggle to beat the teams around them at the minute. So it's all about like, who, who's, who's got the better, style of play and who's going to adapt quicker and who's going to finish off better you know like Wolves it's great to draw against City and you know beat Chelsea but if you're losing to you know Huddersfield or whatever it's, that's where you're, you should be winning points isn't it yeah plus when you're when you're losing points to the teams around you it costs you more exactly it's like six pointers all the time yeah and like so if you're taking a point from Man United mm. the teams around you may get a win and it is great drawing to the bigger teams or getting something out of the games but it's the game so like obviously like you say you always revert back to Liverpool I always revert back to Saints and we we just beat Arsenal at the weekend which Uh is great it's great for confidence and everything but we go to Huddersfield on Saturday Hmm. it's bigger to lose against Huddersfield than it is Arsenal because it is a six pointer and I would rather beat Huddersfield than beat Arsenal Yeah, there's no point in being a team like Arsenal and then going to Huddersfield and yeah. not taking maximum points because you can accept the loss against Arsenal. You say, Well, we wouldn't expect it to, it's a bonus to get points against yeah. Arsenal, but yeah, that expected, is what it is. You're, so you're expected to beat teams in and around you, and you're it's a bonus if you can beat anyone above you. Yeah. That's just what it is. Um, and you're going to that game, aren't you, against Huddersfield? I am, and yeah. I am excited in the away end. Come on, fine. you boys, I'm going to a live football game as well. Newcastle, Fulham, I'll be there, St. James's Park. Yeah, it's good. Nice bit of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas football. That's what it's all about. festivities. There's a lot of fixtures coming up. And I was mentioned to you before the uh, podcast started that, so the next four games, I think that carries on to January as well, of Liverpool got the most rest out of anyone. Yeah. Uh, That's 10 days. Man City have got nine. Tottenham have got six, uh, who have got the lowest. And there was another point in the season when Tottenham played City and they had played a game two days before in like a cup or something and and City had played a game like four days before and again I know a Spurs fan and it's just like how is it is there any kind of um I know it's hard to say there's any kind of anything being fixed here but like you know Man City Liverpool the two the two favorites now have a nine day break and a 10 day break Spurs have got six is it, I mean the Spurs fans are going to feel disheartened by having the lesser break aren't they yeah and that's 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 
that's huge in this area. And weren't they talking about scrapping the Christmas uh, games? No, there's a winter break next coming in next season, isn't there? I think, but not even in December. It's in February. I think there's a, a ten day break. Everyone, no, it's like it's not like okay, the season's off for ten days. They've yeah. given every team ten days rest at, at different stages, oh, okay. so there will still be games on. But at any one point, every team gets ten days. Because um, I, I, I get, and like you said, why is it fair that teams like Man City and Liverpool get the most time off, but Tottenham, who arguably in that same area. And have the smallest squad of those three teams, don't they? Really, you know. <laughs> Apologies. Mm. Um, but it, how is it fair that they get different times off? And I do get it from that point of view. But from a fan's point of view, the Christmas break is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like to have a football match almost every two days. Mm. It's, it's it's so much fun. It's so enjoyable. And they're usually quite decent games because they keep them quite local. They don't yeah. have Arsenal jetting off to Manchester or Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. They keep it quite local, so you do get quite a few derbies, which is quite exciting. Mm. Yeah, it should be good. Some some good games coming up as well. Um, obviously, in January, it's Liverpool versus Man City, which is a big one. But even before that, um, I'm pretty sure I'll double check. Yeah, Liverpool playing Arsenal 29th of December at home. Um, there's, there's big games all over the shop. Right, now we should uh, discuss the ones to watch. I don't think we've done this for a while, so um, if, if any, even if anyone's been following this feature, um, we're, we're still keeping track, but there may have been a little bit of mishap for the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go straight ahead and go with my my player. Um, I'll go for the Arsenal-Burnley game because I was going for the, big, the teams at home against lesser teams. That's just how my brain works. Yeah. Unfortunately, you've already gone for Aubameyang. So I have. As I think he won it for me that week as well. Mm. As the rules go, I can't pick him again. So the logical thing is to go for Lacazette because even if he comes off the bench, chances are he might get a goal. So yeah. that's what I'm going for. Be interested to see if Arsenal can bounce back after being 22 games unbeaten. Mm. Um, I I've gone for a player in the Bournemouth Brighton game. Okay. And I've gone I've gone Glenn Murray. <laughs> yeah, is he even fit? I think so. Okay. Now that you said that, I've kind of questioned it. Yeah. Well, well, we'll keep it, and then if it happens, we'll. we'll oh sort yeah, it out. he came off the bench against. Okay, he's all uh, good. He started against Chelsea. He's all good. Yeah, he is fit. So, so Glenn Murray will be my pick. There, there's a there's one feature, and I wanted to do another feature. We haven't done it again for a few weeks. We introduced once the, uh, the who am I? We'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the player where you say three club names and uh, find out who the player is. We'll just do one each this week. It's a game mode where Phil's really good at it, and I'm terrible at it. We, I think we enjoy doing it, but um, please let us know if you think it's a waste of time because we'll just stop doing it. We'll just do it, sit and do it in our own time. Yeah. Um, so, would you like to start? Yeah, uh, I'll go. I, I see in my head. I think this is gonna be a hard one, but I don't know if it will be. Have you got a backup just in case? I haven't, no, but I'll be able to get one together. Um, Aston Villa, okay. Manchester City, Everton, Gareth Barry. See, I thought it was hard. I thought it was hard, but it obviously isn't. Okay. I've, How did uh, you get that so quickly? I don't know. There's, there's any few that have done Aston Villa Man City. Straight away, I was thinking like James Milner. But then Everton, yeah. Gareth Barry. Okay, I've got one for you. And someone, I do this with a mate at work as well, and he said this to me. And, and these are big teams, and it's so obvious. You either get it or you'll never get it, because I just, I just never, ever got it. And then when you hear it, it's like, how the hell? 
So there's, there's loads. There's a few teams. I'll just pick some. Right. Arsenal, Man City, and West Brom. Kieran. No, not Kieran Gibbs. Um, yeah. Arsenal, Man City. See, Arsenal, Man City, quite a few mm. players did that. And I, I'm going to help you out because this is tough, right? I'll give you another team. Arsenal. Okay. Is this in order? That, that was in order. There's there loads of teams in and around. But there's before, so again, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, Man City, West Brom. Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, West Brom. Okay, I'll throw an international team in there as well to uh, help you out. Um, Real Madrid. That was Arsenal, Real Madrid, Liverpool, City, West Brom. Arsenal, Real Madrid, Liverpool, <laughs> City, West Brom. He's See, like the, the West Brom throws me off. Would, would would Bolton throw you off as well? well I just think of like Ivan Campo. <laughs> okay, what about Chelsea? Well, the, this guy played for all those teams. Yeah. There's but, more as well. Juventus, Fenerbahce, <laughs> Shanghai, Shenawa. See, he must have ended his career at West Brom. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a stint at Mumbai City FC that you might recall, but um, I've got no idea. PSG Monaco. Gee, I think that's good. Is he French? One. Yeah, he's French. Actually, no, there's no Monaco. I thought there was. Uh, no, there's no Monaco. PSG twice. I feel like I'll. I feel like when you say it, I'll know it. But you I'm... will. I I, know, I didn't get this. My mate did it to another mate of mine. He didn't get this. It's so obvious that it's so hard. And I'll do. I'll do a little. I hope the camera's on me because I do a little. Does that help? Anelka. Yeah. Anelka played for such big teams. Yeah, so many of them as well. Um, Interesting. He made five, as a striker, 508 appearances in his career. I've seen this as just league. And 157 goals. It's not a great return, is it? I always look for like one in two. That's like what you get from like Drogba and stuff. But, Mm. you know. And I don't think he was ever a star man at any, any team, but. Good player to watch. I like, I like to have him around the Premier League. Yeah, Nelka was. He was, wasn't far from controversy either. Well, yeah, that's why he left West Brom. I don't, don't want to touch on that, but yeah. Um, but you got another one for me? Um, I'm just looking. I think I can just quickly find one. Oh, that could be a shout. Okay, yeah. But I see, once again, this could be easy. This could be hard. Tottenham, Newcastle, Palace. Uh, yeah, Andros Townsend. <laughs> I, I see once again, I thought that was going to be a hard one. Yeah. Maybe I'm just picking the obvious players. Maybe yeah. I need to go for like a. Oh, what about this one, right? Oh, we did another one. Okay. Yeah. What about Chelsea, Everton, Newcastle? Christian Atsu? Yeah, yeah, it's pointless. There's no point against you. I'm quite impressed that I got that one, to be honest. I was going to throw in Bournemouth. Mm. I don't think he actually played for Bournemouth at all. No, no. Um, says zero appearances, but yeah. I did enjoy that. I just wanted to throw another topic. This is sandwich, you know, we've had the segments um, either side. This is another thing. Um, kind of about Money United, so it's kind of out of the way, but it's, it's separate. Paul Pogba, obviously everything's about Paul Pogba these days. It's Is it his fault Mourinho left? Should they have signed him? Is he going to leave? Blah, blah, blah. I want to talk specifically about his Instagram post, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. The whole, like, it wasn't just the fact that he posted a photo, you know, captioned this. The photo was him, you know, like, looking like... Smug. Smug, yeah. Um, what, what was he doing there? 
Well, Adidas have since come out and said that it was a sponsored tweet. Mm. And they've said that they put that. It was like a timed tweet, and it was just unfortunate that it came out that time, which could be true. Mm-hmm. The question is, how much control does he have over his social media? Yeah. Is he the is he does he put out his tweets or does he have somebody who does that? You can tell though when one's been put out but like for example, I follow Felipe Coutinho and you know he's put one after a game, you know, and I was loving this, loving this. And then he when he's promoting Pez twenty nineteen, you can tell like he hasn't written all that. Yeah. You, know? you can sometimes tell. And you know, that didn't have a lot of uh, Adidas hashtags in it, but caption this looking smug and then deleting it. But it's also know. but the fact that he well. hashtagged like Man United and stuff. Yeah, there was nothing. There was no Man United badge in there, or you know what I mean, in the photo. So why is he talking about United? See, I don't know. See, I, I feel like I think I saw Gary Neville was unhappy about it. Yeah, and I mean it's social media it's stuff, which once again with these old generation managers. Yeah, they obviously didn't deal with that as much as they do now. Yeah. And that's another thing. Football has changed, and social media is. Because you know, you, you're not only battling with players on social media, it's also like yeah. wives and parents, yeah. which is yeah. ridiculous. But if he did mean it, right, let's just say he did in this speculation. If he did, and then to delete it is like, what's going through your head there? It's think, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this out. It'll be funny or it'll mm-hmm. show, you know, and then to think, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. You, you know what I mean? That, you should think that through beforehand. Interestingly, though, about social media, I've not really seen any players come out and be like, cheers, Jose. Yeah, and I think that's a bit... I know he's done what he's done, but it's a bit disrespectful. I just think it's a bit... Just at least say thanks and, you know, sad to hear that the boss is gone, whatever. You know, And one thing I always think about to myself about players, right? So these two players stick out my head. You've got Simon Mignolet and, and Nathaniel Klein, right? Yeah. Mignolet never plays for Liverpool anymore. But after every game, he posted a photo saying, you know, great win, boys. And uh, when Alisson made that save, it was like, well done, Ali. Like, Obrigado, thank you, Brazilian, and all that. Klein doesn't pose a photo ever and nothing ever, ever, ever. And then he plays a game, you know, it's all, it's just about, and it's just him, but, and there's some players, it's just like when he plays, that's when he, you know, it's not that like love of the club or like the team, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one thing that annoys me about social media. And like Alex Watson, Chamberlain's been injured for ages and he's constantly posting stories about watching the team and things like yeah, that. I think some players are just more involved in social media. Yeah, I get that. And obviously Klopp had that kind of spat with Klein. Mm-hmm. over Klein's professionalism and yeah. so I imagine they're n- not necessarily bad blood but I don't know I don't know it's interesting there's a lot which goes on behind the scenes which we just don't see do we yeah it's all and, speculation a lot of it's been speculation oh, to be yeah. fair but um, that's what that's what football's about opinions yeah exactly. and there's no better place to listen to opinions than the two up top podcast yeah. um, Does that I'm, I'm, I'm happy to call it there um, there's another yeah. shorter one this week but last week I had to take Joe Bakey's place and I definitely didn't do as good a job as he did. So I'll let you... But before we go into the socials, um, obviously it's Christmas time next week. Mm. I know you're going to be wanting to come back to two Up Top podcasts for your Christmas opinions around football. But we will be taking a week off next week due to family. And it's Christmas time. It's time to be around family. Yeah. So we will not be posting next week, but we will be back um, in the last week of this year. And we've got a, a topic coming up of which which I'm very excited for, which is the a player which every team needs. Yeah. We're going to be going through the Premier League, which should be good fun. 
We'll take 10 teams each when we will try and split them evenly and uh, we'll come up with one player, discuss them, debate them. I'm looking, I've already thinking about it. I'm looking forward I've, to it. I've thought about it a little bit as well, but it should be good fun. But as always, we are two up top podcasts on the socials. You can find us on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the iTunes and on the SoundCloud. Um, we are two up top podcasts. Uh, we post as much as we can. And like we put up a post about Jose Mourinho yesterday, which got a bit of traction, which was quite nice. But as always, you can find us on the socials um, and we'll see you in two weeks time. Thanks for listening. Thanks Cheers for, for listening. See you later. Later.